Well, I mean, I said to him, you know, it's frobbing. So, <laughs> have a look at it. Ugh. Right. Welcome back to Thomas Podcast, everyone. It's been a couple of months, and now we're already talking about throbbing. We're, we're doing very well. Of course, I'm joined with John and Owen. How are we both? Not too bad, thank you. Lurgified. Fantastic. But I've, but, I've done, but I've done a test, and it's not the dreaded what's it. So It's not, uh, it's not the what's it. Um, yes, so this is uh, the podcast, obviously in a new space, and also there's a few additions to this podcast. I've got a little game for these two to play, which will be a thing for every Doctor Who podcast going forward. And when yeah. the format is revealed to them, I can I hope that it gets a bit competitive. Yeah, um, not informed as what it is either. Which no, is uh, no, no, it's not worrying. It just, you know, worrying. I like that, you know. So, well, anyway, uh, yeah. Devious. Obviously, these Doctor Who podcasts, you guys quite enjoy them, so I can now say they're going to be every fortnight, uh, one classic, one modern, every month. So uh, if you like John and you like Owen, then uh, you can be quite happy. Um, but yes, guys, and so... Think, and if you don't, well, get fucked, because most people do. There you go. The man said it himself. Um, so the Seed of Death is this week, not the Seed of Doom. So uh, thankfully, we've all watched the correct one. I've never seen the Seed of Doom. Is it Seed of what? Uh, death. Is it Seed of what? Oh, well done. Well, um, yeah, so this is actually the second time I'd watched this story. Uh, I have still yet to see the Seeds of Doom, though. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, though, guys, what we're going to do is quickly talk about some Doctor Who news. There's not much of it going around. However, there is a trailer that was released. I say a trailer, more of a teaser for a trailer that was released. Um, and the smart the smart you know, people on the internet have decoded it to reveal that it's going to be a, a, basically there's something happening before Strictly this Saturday. And of course, you guys will, you are waiting for that tomorrow because it's a Friday podcast. Podcasts are Friday now. So, lads, do we think this is just a, another trailer or do you think this might be like a date trailer or what, 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 what are we thinking it might be here? Um, for me, I think the timing's probably about right to get a slightly fuller trailer. Um, I still don't think it will cover much of uh, Wild, Blue, Wild Blue Yonder. Um, but because I think that's one they're clearly keeping very much under wraps, from potentially with good reason, you know, they're, they're, there's there's some secrets they're clearly trying to keep. But yeah, I think it's potentially a longer trailer. Um, we could also get confirmation of dates. It's not too soon for that. Obviously, the 60th is going to be event TV. So when you get event TV, you tend to know when it's going to be quite a bit in advance. We wouldn't necessarily get timings, but, you know, we, we, we could certainly get confirmation of dates. Yeah, uh, I I also agree. I think it's the right the right time to... Um, it's going to be quite interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'll probably be in bed by then because I've got to be up for the Japan Grand Prix. So I might stay up just to watch the trailer and then go to sleep because I've got to be up at 4 a.m. the next morning. Um so I love them broom rooms. Yeah, I do. And you you got you got very, very dedicated to this. So uh yeah, it's gonna be a fun weekend waking up 4 a.m. Friday morning uh, Saturday morning and then 4 a.m. Sunday morning this weekend. So that's that's really fun. Um I'm like being a wrestling fan. Yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit, yeah. You know, it's like when they did that. Have you ever had it where there's been like wrestling until 4 a.m. and then you've had a race straight afterwards and you just yes. yeah. yeah, it was uh I think it was mania. I think it was Mania and went to the Australian Grand Prix. So it was literally like, I think it was like a Mania. It was the, yeah, it was definitely, yeah, Sunday. It was uh, the Saturday, night one of Mania. 
remember I had to watch the Kevin Owen Uso, uh, Kevin Owen Sami Zayn Uso match and quickly go into the front room and put on the skybox and watch Formula One. I didn't really get any sleep break. But were um, you worried there'd be an overlap? You know, there, you, there was an overlap. Were you, sit, were, were you sitting? Were, were you sitting there like? You know, were you sitting here like, come on, this this match has got to finish in the next ten minutes, otherwise I'm going to miss the miss miss the flag. Well, there there was there was an overlap, but the thing is, is that if you guys watched, you guys would know that me and John very much enjoyed the first night of Mania, especially. So I was very invested in the match at play, so I sort of wasn't too bothered um, oh. about having to be in a bit of a delay. Obviously, if it was night two and it ended how it did, then I might have been a bit more peed off. Um, but. You know, night night one was certainly worth it. But anyway, guys, we um obviously as well the things that have come out in the Doctor Who world. Obviously, there was a bit of a fun thing in Doctor Who magazine recently with Rossi Davis uh, becoming a an ex user for a bit. Uh, I I particularly find that quite funny, uh, and I like the fact that some people on X, I would say it's some people, it's not everyone, of course, got annoyed that he was mimicking uh, them. Um, and I think that's exactly why he did it. So kudos to that man. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, people. You you like in the space of thirty seconds with your reaction, you absolutely proved his point. You've indicated the reason <laughs> to do it. Um well, I, fact, well, I, I love the uh the thing about oh by erasing Jody by not talking about when we erased them, but by bringing them back and we yeah, I, I love that. Because that that's possibly the one of the silliest Doctor Who conversations on the internet about the whole erasing the previous era thing, because Surprise, surprise, everyone. It kind of happens as soon as so it's not a raising, but you kind of move on as the nature of Doctor Who. So, you know, it's kind of, it's, this isn't the first time it's happened. So, uh, and that's going yeah. for a Jody fan. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's regeneration is something that happens. Um, you know, they're keeping, they're keeping the TARDIS exterior. Um, I get that some people want them to keep more. Um, I, But at the end of the day, it's the nature of the show. You know, it, it's always happened. It's yeah. always happened. You know, particularly the changing showrunner. You get something come in, you get a completely new broom. Um, I think Russell's actually been very respectful of the Chibnall era. He was very respectful of the Chibnall era last year when the specials were being aired. I mean, fuck me, he did most of the promotion for it until about two weeks before. Um, yeah. And, you know, I... I I understand people being upset, but I do think that there is a very bizarre resistance to change, which has manifested itself in sort of quite an ugly need to sort of reach and take the worst possible interpretation of every single little thing. Like every single little thing is suddenly a slight Oh yeah, absolutely, uh, and I I think it's it's stupid. I mean, I think the the annoying thing is is that of course there are a lot of internet users that are in in the middle here, but there are some people on one side and some on the other, and they just keep combating at each other. And there's kind of no reason to because we can all have opinions, and also you, you like people that get annoyed at Russell for 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 doing his job. I find baffling as well when they're like, why like when when Jody had left and they were instantly promoting the new stuff. People got annoyed. I don't really get it. People were like, we could have... Yeah, people have complaining uh, about Doctor Who magazine that David Tennant was appearing on it all the time. Well, I mean, he's, he's, the, he's now the current Doctor again. So, you know... Yeah. I can't please everyone. I was actually very annoyed that um, 
I was actually very annoyed that David Tennant wasn't on the cover of this month's um, Doctor Who magazine. Um, How dare they? Uh, and and I, I, I was, I was disgusted to see it was Kieran Hyman um, until I, pulled, <laughs> until I, until I pulled my magnifier out and saw it was Bonnie Langford, and then I was, I was like, right. Kieran Hyman is the Doctor. Oh, I think I, I think I'd switch off. I can't lie. I think that would be me done with the show. An Australian Doctor. No, thank you. Ooh, ooh, um, there you go. There's your next Twitter or X controversy right there. Kingdoms anti-Australian doctor you, you wait till you, you wait till someone like Josh Nairs gets hold of that mate Josh will understand Josh no I don't, I don't mind a ginger doctor Josh will understand it's Kieran if Kieran was the first Australian doctor they would never do another one that's all I'd say they would they would they'd never go again who, um, would, you, sorry. who, would, you, who would you have as the first Australian doctor then if you was can doctor? I pick can I pick anyone yeah like okay Fantasy casting and and so yeah, you want you you want Chris Hemsworth. You can have Chris Hemsworth. I'll, I'll go Margot Robbie. Why not? That 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 be that be fun for a few. Years. Yeah, because because like yeah, because like she's she she's she's not got any other irons in the fire. Uh, you know what, Chris yeah, Hemsworth? I, 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 I love I I love Doctor Who, but yeah, at the moment, I guess that could possibly be considered a little bit of a step down. Um, <laughs> really. The, the biggest set yeah the biggest selling movie in the world which does actually feature the next doctor um but not as its main star yeah and, and producer yeah exactly um yeah Ooh, yeah, that, that, yeah that's that's actually that's actually not a bad shout i don't mind that i would go for um i would go for guy pierce that's a shout you know that's a shout that's a good one that's that's that I like that. You 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 to cast the first Australian doctor. You know, what? you're not allowed to say Doctor Carl Kennedy. <laughs> um, do you know what? my mind's gone blank? I just can't think of any Australian. <laughs> actors I think of any Australian actors. No. <laughs> or, I've just uh, mind blank. Just um, just say Kylie for the sake okay, of it. Your, your mind's blank and you can't think of any Australian actors in spite of the I fact mean, that I, I know that you've watched three episodes of Neighbours this week. <laughs> uh, just just the one, actually. Oh, um, you're behind. Okay. I, I am two episodes behind. Um, I mean, yeah, wouldn't say no to Kylie at all. Um, oh, I mean, I mean, that would be... You'd have a bit of an issue with running down corridors, though, with those little legs, wouldn't you? As long as it's not bloody, <laughs> as long as it's not Danny, because that would be a. It'd be, a like, nice... it'd, it'd be like it'd be like casting Joe Lidster. Oh, nobody wants that. <laughs> nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Um, <laughs> Joe, jo, Joe, stay behind the television. I'm kidding. I love Joe Lidster. Um, oh, we but, all do, but... everyone does. But... It'd, it'd take him. A, it'd take him a little while to sort of run. Um, yeah, run, run, run the gamut of a corridor away, away from a. Yeah, Joe, Joe, maybe be a Joe, maybe be a Sontaran. I thought that might be better for you. Something like that. Um, yeah. Yes, but, yes, but Sontarans don't drink. That is true. Yeah, but there's always that is true. Who does <laughs> it's no because there's no alcohol and there's not really much alcohol. I was gonna say there's only I mean, I mean, to drink. A, I mean they're a clone race, they don't need to sustain themselves, do they? Yeah, that's a point. I've got an image of him now with like a little intravenous hooked into his probic vent. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want that. I do not want to think about Joe Lister's probic vent. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> anyway, for anybody so listening who isn't aware, he's a friend of the show. We're allowed. He's, to he, he's he, yeah, he's a friend. He's a friend of ours, so we're all right. Uh, and you know, that's all in good taste. 
All right, anyway, are you guys ready for, for, for the little game I have? So this will be running every two weeks on the show when we have John and Owen against each other here. And this is a series called John versus Owen, and it's going to run to the end of the year. Now, I'm going to every week, I'm going to ask you one question about the story we're reviewing. However, it's not, this one is a number question, but I will not allow the closest. So it has to be correct. You get one guess. If you get, if you both get it wrong, you remain on zero points until the next show you guys are both on. So it has to be exact. So you can't take any guesses. Um, and uh, the winner. I mean, I mean, this, I mean, you can guess. You might be lucky. But... Yeah. The winner of this, right, will have to, will get the loser having to say nice things about them for an entire minute on the show. So uh, we know well, that I've got no problem with that. That's, that's, that's lovely. Yeah, but if it, is it? Oh, well, I thought I was. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's not like I'm not not like I've got to say nice things about you. That is true. Well, uh, well, anyway, you get an entire minute dedicated to yourself on the show from the loser. So <laughs> I didn't know if this was easy or difficult going in. So uh, if it's too easy, um, what are we doing? We taking what? turns or shouting out? You are uh, shouting out would be a good thing, and I'll I'll do my very. What number serial is this in Doctor Who? So, like, if uh, Unearthly Child is one, what number serial is this story we're about to review? Again, you have to get it on the spot. I'm going to go first and say forty-six. Okay, Owen, your guess. Um, I will say. Hang on. Nothing seriously. calculations here. Um, I will say forty. It's yeah. I'm going to talk you from my working because I know the War Games is forty-eight, and I know. Uh, Space Pirates is 47, and I couldn't remember if this was before Space Pirates or well, uh, this could be wrong, but according to the great state of Wikipedia this is 48 <laughs> It's not uh, Is it not? It's not Okay, well I'm going to quickly take you through my working, which is Wikipedia Because I'll tell you why I don't know this, there's 24 production codes, right? So which um, take you up to Z Yep. I know for a fact the War Games is double Z, which means the War Games will be 48. They may be counting Mission from the Unknown. They shouldn't be, because that's a separate, um, you know, that's basically a part of like Master Plan. Okay, um, they were counting Mission to the Unknown. They may have added another one in somewhere. Okay, so uh, they were counting Mission to the Unknown. So from, from my calculations, I could be wrong. Apparently there is eight in the first season. Then it goes up to 17. Then it goes up to... Uh, then War Machines is 27. Have you got the production codes in front of you? Uh, so War Machines would be BB. Uh, then uh, apparently the production codes for this story XX. was XX. So apparently it's 48. It it, but it, it, might... it wouldn't make it 48 because you skip, you, they're skipping two letters. Okay, well, then I will allow you, I'll give you the point on the fact that you know the production code and the fact that Wikipedia is dumb. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so there we go. Um, although I, I, thought I, it was, I thought it was quite a good, I thought it was quite a good question. Yeah, no, it's a good right. question. That, but, and say, it did get me thinking because I I know it's a very late Troughton and I know what the last two are, but I was sitting there going like, 
it's not something like the crotons in between or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I will, okay. I will, so yeah, I will. I will give that to you. By the way, there's no point in you doing any more production codes and stuff research next time because it won't be it won't be the same type of question. So that does lead in this series. From from, from so, my answer from my answer to that question, does it sound like I need to do production code research? I was more talking for Owen here. That's I'm I'm yeah, not really that good at uh, production codes. I usually leave that to John uh, well, when we're. Um, on the same team at the quiz of wrestle on. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the, reason, the reason being that I had a book which I actually bought about a month before Owen was born. Um what, it was, 19, 1950? No. It, it was around around June, July of nineteen ninety-four, because I was at college at the time and I actually ordered a copy of this book. And, Owen was born then. And and I actually ordered a copy of this book. Did you say June? I was. I, 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 I said July, actually. Oh, July. So literally a month before. Yeah, that's what I said. About a month before you were born. Yeah, yeah. And I ordered a copy of this book at the college, um, at the, like the local W. H. Smiths, and I was desperate for it to come in before I had to go back home for six weeks, and it came in about two days before I had to go back home. And it was, uh, it was the uh, the Doctor Who um, program guide, which literally had all of the classic serials in one place, in one book. Bear in mind, pre-internet or pre-sort of general access to the internet, and I just lapped those production codes up and remembered the order of everything. Oh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't as I... Um, uh, anyway, uh, right, so uh, now we're going to go into uh, to uh, the episode. And I know that John used to do his old breakdown thing, but I thought this is the new era, and I want to give the lad a poor break, because every time I'd make him trundle through the store. So instead, I'm going to give you guys some information about the story. And, and Owen, you might know this since you were alive during broadcast. But if you were around, like Owen, it would have been on the uh, 25th of January to the 1st of March in 1969. It was directed by Michael Ferguson as well, this story. And of course, it was written by Brian Hales, who was obviously a big part of of the uh, crew at this point, a lot of the stories during this era. Michael Ferguson and, directed a couple of very good stories. Yeah. He, and, only, he only passed away quite recently, didn't he? Did he? I think so. Yep. And of course, the synopsis for this is the TARDIS lands in a space museum on Earth in the late 21st century, where the second Doctor and co learn the contact has been lost between Earth and the Moon. In this era, instant travel, known as TEMA, has revolutionised the Earth. Its people have lost interest in space travel. The Doctor and his companions travel to the moon in an old-style rocket and reach the moon base. Control center for TMAT to only fund the Ice Warriors have commandeered the base and plan to use TMAT network for their own advantage. I think that's a very uh, good way of explaining the story, actually. Now, of course, you all know that we have uh, been very lucky to do a couple of um, of Patrick Houghton on the store, uh, on the show. I think before John and Aaron were, were on the show, we did the Ice Warriors back in the day. Uh, we also recently did the invasion, which was only uh, what a couple stories before this as well. So uh, we've uh, done quite well. And lads, I can't. I had seen this before. It's very. I say it's very rare. I've seen a, a, a large handful of classic stories. I watched this on the horror channel. Do you remember that? I think it must have been like 2017, yeah. 18, when they were doing uh, that. Yeah, yeah. They they mm. they ran some repeats for a while, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, was, there was great publicity on it as well because it was all on the side of buses. There was adverts for it. Yeah, and didn't we, didn't we also see bits of this when we were in Los Angeles, Alex, on the Doctor Who twenty four seven channel? 
Yes, we saw I, bits I, of I this. The day, the day after galley was Troughton Day, and I'm sure they, as I was dozing in and out of sleep after a week of partying, yeah. I'm sure they had this on at points. Yeah, uh, the ones I remember, I remember watching Morton Undead for the first time. Uh, I remember uh, there was that uh, there was that Pertwee Dalek story that I saw a, a ten minutes of because we had to go, I think, uh, and then some some other ones as well. Um, yeah, there's a- there you go, there you go, folks. Six six Doctor Who fans in Los Angeles in an Airbnb going to a Doctor Who convention, and one of the first things we discovered was that we had a twenty four hour Doctor Who channel. Yeah, and when we say twenty four hours, we mean it was just on repeat. <laughs> Yeah, and like every day was a different doctor, and yeah. it did that. Like they'd pick five or six stories for each doctor and just rotate them through the day, and it, and it was great. Right. So, oh, well, I'm going to go to you first because normally you're the most quiet on these shows. So mm. I need to pep you up and get you talking. I never used to be this quiet. Um... Yeah, no, recently, well, normally it's because you're bloody watching the episode while we're doing the recording. So, you're only talk. the last one. You've done, you've would, done it a couple would, of times. I would say you've got into yourself, but. Um, so um, obviously you had to rewatch this because you didn't remember it. Um, on rewatch, yeah. your thoughts? Um, I think this is the third time I've watched it. Um, I don't know. It, it for me, it's just one of those stories where I'll watch it and then, like you know, years down the line, I forget what it's about. And it, it's, it's not many stories that. Um, that I tend to forget what goes on in a story. So, yeah, and, and I was just sitting there watching it uh, and thinking, okay, you know, it's all, it's all right. Um, but I wasn't necessarily that excited about it, watching it. Um, and I don't know what it is. I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, but other than that, I mean, I do think it's a good story to watch it it is fun to watch um but yeah I, I, yeah i don't know okay that's fine uh john what about yourself um i'm gonna be a little bit careful because i don't want to um i don't want to sort of precurse some of the listener feedback that we've had coming on tweets that i do agree with um but i love 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 this um i first watched this story probably in around 1989, 1990. Um, I got it on VHS on a sort of single tape omnibus edition VHS, so without the episode breaks and stuff, because that's what they did with the early VHS releases. Um, so it was before they started releasing six episodes on double tape. Um, and, and this was the first Chowton story I ever watched. It was the first black and white story I ever watched. Uh, and I remember when I picked it up from WH Smith at the time, my mum looked at it, she's like, do you realise that's in black and white? And I was like, yeah, and? Because the, the, the actual cover itself wasn't black and white. It was like a, a photo of a trout and, and a green sort of ice warrior on, on, on the cover. Um, and I remember just being mesmerised. I, I loved it. Um, I've loved the ice warriors ever since. I've always had a real soft spot for this story. I think it's classic Doctor Who base under siege. But it doesn't feel that kind of cliched. It it gets all of the tropes right. Um, I love that it does that kind of thing that Doctor Who doesn't do very often for a sci-fi show, 
where it actually gives you a bit of realistic science. It gives you this very believable world where we've created TMAP and the human race is so fucking lazy that they don't bother to use space rockets or go anywhere else. And they just yep. entirely rely on this new technology. And anybody that's kind of read into human history, particularly modern history, um, will know full well that there is this recurring theme of the human race developing new ideas and technology and not having the sophistication or social mentality to be able to use them responsibility responsibly and it 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 really ties into that wonderfully so i love this idea of oh we're not using rockets anymore because we can just go to the moon with tmat and we're not interested in going any further because guess what up until about 10 years ago that's exactly what we fucking did we went to the moon and then we stopped and it's only now that we're starting to send probes out to places like Mars and the sort of outer reaches to try and to try and see if there's any further we can go. It was almost like, oh yeah, we tick that box, and you know who does that? Like, if you had a mountain range, and there was like a mountain that was that high, and then there was another mountain that was ten times higher, you wouldn't just stop at the first one and go, oh yeah, done that, fair enough. And yet, with things like space exploration, is exactly what we've done. Um. And you know the way that the way that Doctor Who predicted that before we'd even landed on the fucking moon is, is brilliant. Mm. Um, I love the supporting characters. I think that um, I think that Gia Kelly is one of the best guest characters that we get in Who. Um, you know, because she's not just your kind of standards, um, sort of late sixties for want of a better phrase, Dolly Bird, if you like. Um, she she she's actually got substance, she's actually got a position of responsibility. Um, she's quite clearly on the autism spectrum to a degree. And um and, and it's it's just really nicely fleshed out. Um and the whole idea of oh yeah the ice warriors are sending these seed pods down to uh down to earth to kill people off with the oxygen and stuff. It's it's brilliant. You know how very human race to put all of our eggs in one basket and then let a bunch of green bastards come and take over. I I adore, I, I adore it. And it is also one of very few examples of a Doctor Who story that features somebody that was also in Prisoner Cell Block H. All right. Well, okay. So Owen's kind of in the middle. John loves it. I'm in the middle between you two. I think it's solid. I think it's good. It doesn't need to be six parts. I'll say that much now. I think that's probably my biggest issue with it. There are parts where literally nothing happens. Uh, and it's obviously I know the 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 going to phrase with Doctor Who is running down corridors. There is literally at least 20 minutes of just running down corridors you could take away from this. But I'll go on to the good stuff first. Uh, like John said, I, I think I'll has... grant you that the first three parts could be condensed to two. But I think yeah. it justifies five. I think it justifies five parts. I think the last three parts are brilliant. Um, I, like you said, though, John, I do think the guest cast in this is really strong. I think they have a lot. Like so a lot of times in Doctor Who in general, you have a lot of, especially if you have an ensemble like that. You have a few characters in the mix that you don't care about or you know are disposable, so don't write them as in depth as others. But I think in this story, even the ones that do get taken away. Um, actually do have a lot of depth to them. I think every character has a purpose to be there. 
I like the arguments. I like what you said about the whole human race being lazy and that being a part of the story. Um, yeah, also I want to give a huge shout out to the direction in this. I think the directions, for, for lack of a better term, very modern. Um, some of the camera techniques that are used, they just the only time I think it didn't work was in they like displaying things in the museum at the TARDIS at the beginning. But apart from that, like all of the POV shots of the ice warriors in the first part before you realize they're ice warriors, really smart. You have a lot of like interesting shots of like the space, the spaceship, and all that kind of thing. Really well done. I I really think the camera movement in this is actually fantastic. There's I think it's one of the ice warrior gun effect where it literally sort of scrunches the picture, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, so that's something that I did and like. That's what's problem. Just... It's a picture when the ice warriors shoot their guns. <laughs> the, the the thing that I liked about the first episode is that um, you don't actually know who uh, that you know they're up against because all you can see is the the point of view of the ice warrior. Yeah. Uh, and then until right up at the very end, and then suddenly you see the Ice Lord and the Ice Warriors. He's like, oh, my God, you know, it's the Ice Lord. So obviously back in 1969, um, you know, kids would have been watching. It's like, oh, my God, they're back, you know. And it, I, I suppose it would have been like that for, you know, years later with, with Earthshot. And the title doesn't give anything away uh, up until right at the very end of the first episode. And now you know who you're up against, um, which is yeah. great. It's not, yeah, it's not like so many classic stories where the title is of of the Daleks or something, something like that. Yeah. Dalek. And yeah. then your big reveal at the end of episode one is "fuck me, it's a Dalek." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, this is this is really good. Um, I also, I, I it reminds me how good the Ice Warriors are because I genuinely think that the Ice Warriors are probably the most misused villain in the new series. Like twice they've appeared and twice i've not really cared i know a lot of people like cold war some people like empress of mars i don't like either of them so and i, I love empress i i struggled with cold war because mm. i it didn't feel like you know without going over old ground it was kind of like the legend of the sea devils thing where it didn't actually feel like ice warriors i think it it mm. lost the feel of ice warriors and, and for me legend of sea devils didn't feel like sea devils it couldn't be any any generic alien yeah uh, so yeah i really i really love the ice warriors and especially in the black and white era i know they do reappear on paladin but in a, in a different kind of capacity um i do think this episode is also stronger than the ice warriors uh, as well even though i like that one as well um, i think i think this one is stronger i think the side characters are stronger i think yes, I like also this is my again. I, I'm a big fan of the character, I don't know, but I like how Zoe's actually written in this one. The fact this is like a futuristic story um, actually allows her to take more of a charge than Jamie, which is really nice because a lot of the time the female companion in the Troutman era does have to take the back seat because it's normally the Doctor and Jamie plus whoever is the companion. Whereas in this one, Zoe's actually more the main companion. I mean, yes, there are scenes where Jamie awkwardly fights the Ice Warrior, which by modern standards is quite hilarious to watch. But um, overall, I really like the writing here. I think it's actually quite, um, quite you know, modern. I think it it gives her a lot to do. I do that a few times with Zoe. It happens in um, it happens in the Crotons as well, where where you know Zoe actually takes very much the lead as the main companion, and and that's although it's an I know it's not a view that everybody agrees with. That's why for me. Season six with Zoe, I always prefer to season five of Victoria because I think she's more, she's a more complex character. 
she, and she, she's she's more more individual. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I also think as well, you took an interesting punt in this kind of a, the doctor absent from episode four. Um, is that why he said she gets taken out at the beginning? He's not really in this episode a lot as well. And I think there are a few times they do that in Doctor Who, it doesn't work. I think here it's effective because you do have that compelling side cast who yeah. can carry the weight. I think it's really cool. Um, though, to, to be fair, like season six was what a 44 episode season, yeah. Patrick Troughton did have two families to go on holiday with. Oh no, um. Well, moving on, uh, I also think that the set design actually in this is quite good. There's only a few times where it shows that it's a 60s sound set. I think like like the door twisty knob thing <laughs> um, in the last part when they're trying to get Patrick Trump back in the space station, that looks like it's uh, I don't want to do this. I was like, twist oh, the oh, door. Oh, oh, when, I, when, when, I, when I do that with my background, it looks like a nice warrior sort of yeah. gun thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think that was that showed it. But apart from that, I think the sets are really good. Um, I also like the fact that this is a effective story that tells a, a, the world is in trouble and it doesn't have to show it. You get it through the stakes where the characters are talking, and that's really cool. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of real science in this as well, which definitely helps when they're talking a bunch of science malarkey that I don't understand for it not just to be random words thrown together and put into a box, and that box will be the thing that destroys the ice version. You get it through the computer voice that tells you about Melbourne and Canberra and Calcutta and New York and other places like this and Denmark and Copenhagen. Oslo, I think, was one of them. I think yeah, I think Oslo, I... Oslo was one of them, yeah. That, it was, remember that being the quiz of Razzle quiz question about three years ago, like what cities are mentioned and what, what, which one isn't? That was gonna That was going to be one of my questions, but I thought it was too harsh on my... Uh... Owen versus yeah, I mean that, that's quiz of Rassilon level, mate. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that's a bit. That, that's a bit rock hard. That's, that's a, yeah. So I, I I went away from it. Um, but as well, I just have to say that I think um, again, I, I like the fact there's actually a lot of there's like three main sets if you count the moon base, you count the rocket, and you count the uh like the the Earth setting. But I think overall, it, it does feel like it's well used. I think. There's not many times where you're like, oh, this is really boring. You can tell that they didn't have the budget for the set. So I think they actually use it quite well. Um, I also got a kick out of Patrick Troughton just running about bubbles for, for ages. I get that it's, you know, there's the 60s effects. It's meant to be like, oh, this is... I think they sure went all out on it with... with oh, yeah, he, he had a massive bubble bath. He had a massive bubble bath. Yeah. And walking around with two huge walks. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, that was... I got a kick out of that. All, know, all but... you need is um, uh, Dan from Flux uh, to join yep. in with him. Um... That would that's a great crossover. Someone needs to make that edit. Someone needs to make that edit. If they're listening to this, get adds Dan to that scene. What um, you want? What you're saying is you want a medley of walk and wall. Alex doesn't what? get it, even though he did a drunk drunk watch. No, 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 I get, I get, I get what you're doing. I know exactly what it's from. Don't you worry. I remember that bit. Um, but uh, yeah, you've lost me now. I was also going to say, as well, one of one of my favourite uh, story elements of this. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not holding it against the episode, but I just find it funny. And when they're like, oh no, we can't just use the TARDIS to go to the moon. It's too close. I mean, why not? There's always flimsy excuses in Doctor Who stories, but that would be a chuckle. I was thinking, really? 
really. But anyway, that was one of those things I just kind of laughed off and went, ha that's that's rather convenient, isn't it? Um, oh, yeah. it's, it's like the sonic screwdriver, you know, it can open doors until it can't. Yeah. And, that's and, the yeah. You know, you can't do short hops until you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, the moon's too close. Probably overshit. Oh, the, we got Edie. Edie's back. Oh, Edie Cameo. Edie Cameo. Um, she's here. But lads, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you guys would like to like to discuss, really? <laughs> cool. Um, um, the other thing, I, I mean, I know I talked about, um, I know I talked about Louise Pojo as Gia Kelly, but I think also, um, I think Fusion is a fascinating character, uh, morally all over the place, seems to flip from side to side all the way, and then finally comes good and gets killed. Um, they, yeah, just another example of a brilliant side character in this. Yeah, I think it was one of those things. And where the, 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 the new quality too. Yeah, Fuchsia is one of those characters that I think works well because you actually he's one of those people you actually don't know what side he's on because he keeps slipping back and forth, and that's actually quite smart writing because you're not sat there going, "Oh, it's obviously going to come good in the end," even though he does because he keeps slipping back and forth. You actually don't know which side he's on. So when it happens at the end, it, although it's a bit confusing, it does kind of feel earned within the story, I suppose. And you do you do sit there and you go, do you know what? That was actually a well-written character. Um, yeah, the music's fantastic. It always is. The one thing I do kind of miss about, I know you couldn't do it these days, so it's too slow, but I like the fact that in these 16 episodes, you do get like the title cards that pop up. So it's like the seeds of yeah. death and you get that music motif every episode. It just sounds sort of futuristic and alien-y, like the little... You know, like the the little tropes they give for the ice warriors and stuff like that. It's it's, it's almost like a kind of it's like a kind of futuristic sort of little jungle drum, isn't it? Like do 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 do. Yeah, quality. Yeah, it was just it's one. Of the, yeah, it was it was fantastic. Oh, and any other points from you? Um, when I was watching it um last night, um, my dad was still in the room, so he watched a couple of episodes with me. And when it first started, he's like, I recognise that bloke from somewhere. And I was like, well, yeah, he played Joe Sugden in Emmerdale. It's Fraser Hines. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I don't... I, I'm not sure if my dad watched um, 60s Who. I know he, he, he said he used to watch John Pertwee and, and Tom Baker. Um, so I, I'm not sure if he actually had a knowledge that Fraser Hines was in Doctor Who. Um, but... Um, there was someone else he, he recognised as well. I'm not sure if he was... The, I think he was one of the guest stars in might it. And, and I was like, oh, I recognise him from something. Might have been Commander Radner. I think the guy that played Commander Radner was quite um, quite big. You know, he was quite 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 well-known. Yeah. All right then, lads. Well, shall we get uh, on to scores on the doors? Like I always do with these old uh, reviews, I'm not going to say what we gave it until afterwards, but I can tell you that uh, this episode uh, came 156th on our list of all Doctor Who. So very much in the middle when, when all of us reviewed them together. It got an average of 6.5. Um, I mean, there's clearly some people there that were dragging my score down. Do, would, you like, would you like to know the other people's scores? Yeah, like, uh, so obviously you gave it a uh, you gave it a nine, Adam gave it an eight, Reese gave it a four, fuck him, Beef gave it a five, fuck him so, Reese get uh, Elijah gave it a six point five, 
Uh, oh, oh, I can't say that one. Connor gave it a five. Oh. Um, and that was all the negative ones. Richard gave it a seven. Yeah, it's 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 Ronald Lee Hunt as uh, Commander Radner. He's he's been in loads of stuff. Right, so John, what are you going to give the Seeds of Death? Um, it's probably a nine and a half. To be honest, it it yeah, it mm. is it it is probably a nine and a half. Um, you know, it's not quite up there for a ten because I. You know, I do agree that there's a little bit of corridor running that you could do without, and it, it's it's rare for me to say that about Classic Who that actually it could lose a few minutes, but it's about as close as you can get. It's 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 one of the standouts from a season that is actually a, a, a pretty strong season. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's it's weird season six. They're either really good at the stinkers. You know, so you've got stuff that you, you you've got stuff like the Dominators and the Crotons, but you know, at the same time you've got the Mind Robber, you've got this, you've got the invasion, you've got the war games. So so it's it's, it's um yeah, I nine and a half from me. So as as close to a ten as you can get. Um, uh, oh. I don't mean, I don't think I gave it a nine and a half when we did the poll because I wasn't doing half points because that's for wankers. Yeah, you did give it a nine, so um there we go. Uh I'm gonna go next. I'm going to give it a seven. I, I think it's solid. I think it's fun. I think when it's good, it's really good. However, like Owen said, there are points where it is just a bit bit middling. There, there are times where I'm sat there and I don't mean to, but I am slightly bored uh, when they're just, it's like, right, we got to do another Ice Warrior segment. So they're going to run down the corridor, try and hit it. Oh, wait, they can't overpower it. And they run away very briefly. Only for 20 minutes later to run into another Ice Warrior and do the same thing. But apart from that, I think it's really solid. I think the writing's actually really mature. And I think it's really uh, forward thinking for the time. I think all the side characters are actually really well used. And I think uh, the direction's really brilliant. So yeah, I think a seven. Uh, close to 7.5 though, but I'm going to go seven um, for me. Owen, your thoughts? Number... Um, I'll give it. Um, I'll give it a seven point five out of ten. Um, okay. I, I mean, whenever I watch something like this, and I'm a bit sort of in the middle, I'm not sure. I always like appreciate, you know, obviously your opinions as well, especially John, because obviously you know you like the story. Um, it's been marked off. Obviously, <laughs> you, obviously, you give such a great opinion on the story as well. Um, and explain when, when, when I when I love something, I'll absolutely love it. When I hate something, I absolutely hate it. Yeah, stuff that I'm indifferent to, I struggle to talk about. <laughs> and, and you know, all, all, all the various points you've mentioned about, you know, Team Matt, you know, being, you know, one of these futuristic things that, you know, that Earth has become lazy and abandoned, you know, you know, rockets and things like that. Um, and you know, you know, so, so yeah, all those various points, you know, I, I really appreciate. And you know, I think, do you know what? Yeah, he's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I just like it a little bit more. Um, just because of that, um, so I'll, I'll give it. You know, probably. I mean, I, I don't know what I originally gave it as a rating, but yeah. I'm sure well, I've given it's probably more than what it was. Well, no, month. actually, it's dropped. You gave it. Oh, okay. you, gave, you gave it an eight, and then you dropped to seven point five. Oh. I oh, gave okay. it an eight, okay. and I dropped okay. to a seven. Um, okay. So yeah, so there we go. Um, so there goes. I probably last... couldn't even remember it when I, uh, I I voted for it. So <laughs> yeah. That, that that was our seeds of a death review. Uh, so now we're going to go 
to uh, to the randomizer. Now, of course, we've got we got a new. Do we, do we do we not do we not want? Our oh yes, yes, team? yes, yes. I've got them up on my phone. Would you yeah. like to do two and I do two, John? Do you want to do it that okay. way? Um, yeah, no worries. Can I pick Sorry about that. I forgot. New new segment. My brain needs to take. Okay, so yeah, so we've got so we've got four replies here. Um, so and considering I literally sent this out at one o'clock this afternoon, um, on my lunch break, that's um, it's going quite well. Yeah, um, thank you very much, everyone that did. Yeah, thank did, you to but... everybody that responded. Uh, clearly, we've got some quite clued up listeners um, or viewers because they know what they're talking about. Um, so I'll do. Yeah, I'll do a couple. You do a couple. Um, I'll just read out. I, I, do you want me to read out the ats as well, or just the usernames? Uh, which we're both one, either whatever you feel. Okay, so from uh, so from uh, George Lock at George Lock thirteen, um, we've got uh, the story's idea of the obsolescence of space exploration is lovely, giving some scenes a sense of melancholy, and interesting coming out at the time of the moon landings. Uh, hardly the first to make that observation. Uh, the Ice Lords and T Map boobs are cool visual designs. The former in particular getting the silhouette of Darth Vader a decade ahead of time. <laughs> Great. Um, however, I, I otherwise found it in fairly unremarkable on my today only viewing. Chowton in particular seems a bit of autopilot. I'm willing to be persuaded I'm missing out though. Uh, so I think that's a fair uh, I think that's a yeah. fair view. Yep. Um and we'll also go for um uh, name cannot be blank. Uh, from at certified canine stan, and you can sell to a certified canine stan because it, their profile picture is literally canine. Um, I've watched it once and remember hating it because the ice warriors annoyed me with the constant breathing. <laughs> uh, it is valid if you if you don't <laughs> like that. Which, part. which is, again, it's fair because having re you know after rewatching it today, and then you, you know, but after reading that tweet. There was a lot of, yeah, and it was like fucking invasion of the Phil Mitchells. <laughs> uh, um, this is from James H or Fit Geek underscore UK. It's illogical, impossible. Has a timeline that would baffle Hawkins and seemingly ignores a ton of previous travel continuity. And I absolutely adore it. Definitely top five comfort who stories. They're a tribute to base under siege stories with add sense of humour. Well, that's you know, I think that's possibly the most positive one we've got so far. Top five comfort who's do you know what? I think it's a credit to anyone that can put a six parter in their comfort who, like, I'll be honest, mate. Most of if you ask me to name my top five comfort Doctor Who stories, three of them are probably going to be six parts or more. Because, like, if you're talking comfort, you're talking you want to sit there for two or three hours. That is true, that is true. <laughs> um. And our last one is from uh, Bexhill Bookworm or at Karen KTS11. I love it. I particularly like the Ice Warriors as a villain. The corridor running can get a bit repetitive, but other than that, I think it's a great story. So basically, uh, they agree with us, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's um, good. It's, it's hooray for echo chambers. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, everyone, that put your reviews in. Obviously, when we're back in a couple of weeks' time, we will get you to do it again. But what story will that be for? We might put a shout out a little bit sooner than six yeah. hours before recording next time. Although, 
although doing it six hours before recording had led to the most responses that we've ever had from listeners yeah. in response to a story. So, yeah, it's it's massively appreciated. Right. So we've got the randomizer on. Obviously, it's a new series episode. And also, I have got rid of David Tennant episodes because it's not Dr. Mysterio, by the way. That's how the site loads. It always loads up with one as you join it. Got rid of David Tennant episodes. Because we did a David one last time we did one. Yeah. So, God, uh, is, is this David Tennant erasure? Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, oh, no. Uh, it's not like. Uh, Ooh, it's you'll not... have a lot of um, you'll you'll have a lot of people that were fourteen year old girls fifteen years ago chasing after you. Yeah, which crazy. I'm sure, which I'm, which I'm sure you won't mind actually. But fourteen um, year old girls with fifteen. Oh, maybe it'd be about twenty nine now. You wouldn't mind that, would you? Oh uh, no, actually, you know no, I wouldn't. Oh, no. There you go. Anyway, so everyone else is up for play. Uh, even 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 Jody. I can't unfortunately get rid of some Jody stories. So if it is a flux one, we'll just go for a second. Oh, we, if we've done it before, we'll go for a second. Trump at the bit. But yeah, guys, any story you're particularly particularly feeling? Any I always ask this question. I know it could literally there's like a hundred. It could over a hundred. It could be. But I, I mean, my my go to answer would be Vincent, but we've already done it. Um, I um would. Love to do Father's Day. I've I've i always wanted to do a review on Father's Day. Uh, Owen, yourself. I've got so much to say about it. Um, I'm not sure really. Um, love that one. I I I think because uh, how many how many doctors are, is it all 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 new series except ten inches? Uh, all new series except uh, anything from nine eleven. 12, 12 or 15. 13. I should, should not have paused at that point. Sorry. Um, anything from 9, 12, 11, or 13. There you go. That sounds better. Okay. Um, I don't know. I think we, we deserve another Capaldi. I don't think we've had a Capaldi for a while. Let's find out. We did, we did which is familiar quite recently. It's, it's the what's well, the Crimson Horror. Oh, nice. Um, so there we go. The uh, I don't think we've done a Matt one since Vincent either. And I think that was over. That was a long time ago as well. So uh, there we go. The Crimson Aura is our... Yeah, and, and without without precursing, without precursing my views, um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I haven't seen it in very long, actually, but I think it was say, my third or fourth ever Doctor Who episode. I think it was like third or fourth in that series, it, wasn't it? Yeah, it's... it's um... Well, as I say, I won't precurse what I'll say about it in a, in, a, in a couple of weeks, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yep. And also, before we finish this um, episode, I want to just talk about the new format. So, yes, these episodes are out on Fridays now. However, I know what you're thinking. Doctor Who might be out on Saturday. Well, if in, in the event there is a new Doctor Who episode, the podcast will be moved to Saturday for those weeks. So if there's a new episode, they won't be coming out Friday. It'll be coming out the day of the release, Saturday, when we record them just after we watch them, and it'll be that way of doing things, as if, Owen is having that, a massive cuddle. If that's if, practical. Uh, you know, yeah. Like, we could be watching it in various situations on Saturday evenings. Well, there would there were always... If we're immediate recording isn't necessarily practical. Well, no matter what, I will be here uploading a review on Saturday, uh, mainly because I only watch Doctor Who in, in my house. Um, so I'll be all right. Uh, luckily, to get a review up for you guys, and hopefully beat Barry's. I'm not making that joke again. I've already beaten that joke like a dead horse. Um, so yeah, anyway, uh, 
you know, we always ask this question. Hopefully he's memorized something. Owen, who shot? What are we suggesting this this week? What what? Um, oh, uh, good point. Uh, we've got a signing coming up on the 30th. Uh, so we've got Paul Jericho signing uh, season 20 box sets. Um, we did advertise that we've got Isla Blair uh, for a signing. Um, so I think whoever's pre-ordered already, we're, we're basically going to get signed by her. But unfortunately, she can't make the event. Um, so... Um, yeah, so it looks like just Paul Jericho for the moment, but we may add uh, a surprise guest uh, last it's minute. It's you. So. It's you. Go down to the Ushok, get your Owen <laughs> Get, no, get your Owen I mean, Lucas. It, it might be Edie. Um, oh, Edie is fantastic. Edie will, will, will um, do poor autographs. Um, Edie is following, Edie. following her cameo in episode four of Arc of Infinity. I've not seen it, so I don't know. Um, well, there's literally a little dog. Oh, is there? Oh, how cute. Um, yes, yeah, so there we go. Uh, go down to the shop for your signings. Go meet Owen as well. Say hello to Owen. He's lovely. Yeah, he doesn't bite, unlike Edie. No, Edie doesn't bite either, to my knowledge. Um, well, she's been biting me this evening. Edie doesn't bite, to my knowledge, but she's literally been fucking doing it on camera for the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I'd... Yeah, she seems to be on one tonight. No, bless her. Uh, and John, uh, you know, and normally I'd ask, any re any recommendations from you? It can be anything. It can be a food. Recommendations from me? Um, I've listened book. to um, I've listened to uh, season two of Doctor Who Redacted. Um, Ooh. This week, because for those in the UK, that all drops on Monday. Um, nice. I really enjoyed it. Very, very good. Um. Although there's been a change in sort of quite a well publicised change in production, it, it's not for my for me. It's not really affected the quality um, or the feel of it. It's still very very good. Um, I've listened to the four um, new Target Top novelisations that were published recently. So nice. that's Kablam, Zygon Invasion. Uh, what were the other two? What were the other two? What were the other two? Come on. Um, Alpha, alpha boy out here. Which one's this? The targets? Yes. Oh, uh, Warriors Gate and Beyond. No, that's that's not one that I've listened to. Oh, um, Planet Invasion. Planet of the Ood, yes. And what was the other one? Um, uh, the the oh, it was the other tenant one. Um, fires, no, not fires of Pompeii. Yes, no. it was. Yes, thank you. Yes, I listened to those recently. Um, oh, no, it was what was a Mars? It was, yes. Pies of Play was last year. Yeah, that was the previous series of books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I listened to those recently. Very, very good. Well, most of them are very good. Kablam still dodgy politically doesn't correct that. Um, but, yeah, those, those were very good. Um, anything else recently? Um, went to the BFI for the Five Doctors. Uh, special yes. kickoff edition screening. Uh, that was excellent. Um, I got stuck in a train station. You got stuck in a train station. You did, yes. And you also uh, you had a great day for accessibility, didn't you? Because two of the BFI lifts were down as well. Yep. So literally, uh, literally, you, um, so literally, you had to use the tradesman's entrance all day. 
And and Bond Street Station was uh, closed when we were coming in as well, so we had to. Uh, did, I mean, I would admit you seem quite okay with it. You seem quite happy using the tradesman's entrance all day. Oh, I, I was, I was, I had a great time. I think even though I didn't get too drunk. I think it was the most drunk I've been at a BFI event. I don't tend to get too drunk at those events, but no, I like you, you even, <laughs> you even made the mistake of accepting a call from your mother in front of me and Beef. No, I, no, actually, I, I called her. I think. Well, that's an even bigger mistake, isn't it? Yeah, I don't, I can't remember. Yes, um, and uh, and yes, she she got to speak to me and Beef as well as a, a yeah. darling son. I remember she was like, "What the fuck? Who were they on about?" I was like, "I don't know. I couldn't hear what John was saying. I don't know. He could have said anything to it. I don't She was like, "I can't remember what he said, but I don't know if she was hiding. She might, she might have done, but she claimed to me she didn't hear what you said." Uh, and on that note, thank you all very much for listening. Please do like, comment, and subscribe if you are on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, give us a follow on Spotify or Apple or whatever you're listening on. Um, it'd be sad to know, uh, John, that your one of your favourites, uh, Stitcher, is no more. Oh. You're like, what Stitcher? It's gone. It doesn't exist. It's, it's disappeared. There is there is no more Stitcher. So, uh, you know, that is a sad day for for the the meme oh. of John asking every time, "What is Stitcher?" Well, I, um, I, I, still, I still have no doubt. So I can still ask, "What was Stitcher?" Yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. But if you guys want to listen, Stitcher just just sounds like you know, like the nickname of one of the kids in Grange Hill in the early eighties or something. You know, potentially. Uh, And uh, join us uh, potentially next week, but if not next week, the week after for uh, the Crimson Horror podcast is back regularly. I don't know if weekly is the way forward, but there'll be content. Wherever you are, whether it's on YouTube or Spotify, there'll always be something every week. So, yes, please do take so, care. So you're saying we're on Twitter and Instagram. Are, are, we, are we on Blue Sky yet? What the hell's that? Oh, it's it's oh. brilliant. It's it's like it's exclusive. It's it's like exclusive Twitter where um where when you're elite, you can join. Oh, so I was thinking... Basically, everybody that's on Blue Sky, every couple of weeks, they'll get sent a couple of codes that they can help people join with. Oh, well, I was thinking of Blue Sky Animation, like, you know, the, the folks that made Ice Age. <laughs> like, what's this I Blue don't Sky? think it's got anything to do with them. Um, anyway, it's, it's also got nothing to do with Mr. Blue Sky uh, by the Electric Light. Like, <laughs> if you are on Blue Sky, let us know. Um, yeah, and follow me at not underscore, just John Boy Cook on, on Blue Sky. There we go. Follow John. Me and I don't know what it is, so we're clearly not on it. So you, um, you might be able to join in a few weeks if I get some codes. Yeah, know. yeah. But by the next podcast, the next it, I did the podcast, it is an, an elite. It is an elite system for elite people. Potentially, in a couple of weeks' time, I'll be on Blue Sky, uh, and then I'll be like, I don't know what it is now. I'm only, I'm only giving you a code if you use it for the podcast. I'm not going to give it for you personally. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll do it for the podcast. Why not? I need to. I need to use the podcast socials more anyway. So. Uh, yeah. Um, any other guys? On that note, please do take care, and we'll see you guys all soon. Goodbye. Good night. God bless. Don't have nightmares. Do sleep well. Please give me roses. I wish you could again, but that was on the outside, and things were different then.